Jesus is power and is powerful. Um, I was just reminded, is it okay if I just share a minute? We just flow with the Spirit, right? Um, I was reminded when they were singing that of um, an incident with uh, Brother Lester Summerall. Do y'all remember? He was a, a minister and a missionary, really, preached all over the world. And uh, Way back, he started out in the Philippines, and I'm going to read this scripture, Mark chapter 16. You know this. It said, uh, he said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, and he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. That's the first thing he said. They shall tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So these are the words of Jesus. We call it the Great Commission, what he said to do. So Brother Lester Summerall was in the Philippines, and there uh, was a, a woman in print there, and it uh, came up in the news that this woman was being bitten by devils. Do you remember this story, any of you? Um, two demons that were biting her, they were, of course, invisible, but the bites were not invisible. 
They were very uh, apparent and very real and scream in horror and terror when these beings, demonic beings, would bite her. And so um, the Lord told us to go to this prison and cast the devil out of her, set her free. Um, there had been a lot of, you know, prior psychiatrists in. They had, you know, done all these things and nothing had, had worked or helped her. So he went and um, he began to her and uh, talk to her. And, of course, you know, she uh, would talk to him in English. It was interesting. After he cast it out, she couldn't speak English. Um, she, you know, was a native there and spoke, I guess, Filipino, I suppose, there. So, you know, it's interesting. The devil knows all the languages, right? But anyway, um, the, the, the fact is, is, when we were singing, is he made the, the statement that when he was working with her and casting the devil out, nothing really moved those demons and started talking about the blood of Jesus. Amen. The blood of Jesus. And so I think sometimes, you know, we forget how powerful that was shed for us is and how the devil hates it. And, you know, even religion doesn't really want you to talk about blood much. We're doing a, a message on the blood covenant. And I had people in our church, and this is way back, that just didn't like me teaching on that. That was gross, Scarlett. Oh, I don't want to hear about blood. <laughs> and I thought, you know, we really need to get past that and look at what Jesus did for us on Calvary. And so, it's so powerful that it can actually change us. From being old creatures to new creatures, bringing us out of darkness into his light. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? That he shed his blood for us to, to bring us into a whole new realm of, of living. And, um, that the, the enemy hates that. Now, I wanted to encourage you again. Sometimes we don't hear so much about demons, but we did in South Africa. We, and the fact is they, they have a lot of witchcraft. And uh, it's it's pretty popular, and, and people go because they get mad at somebody, and they go to this particular place, and they get the incantations, and they get the, the witch doctors, etc., to put curse people. And we had a lady in the meeting that said she had been through a divorce, and her ex-husband had cursed, and they had gotten together with this group and put curse, and she had felt. You know, all these things in her physical body, it, it attacked her physically. And so, you know, we praise the Lord, brought deliverance through this and his blood. Amen. Aren't you glad that there's deliverance? But I think that sometimes in the United States, uh, we know much about witchcraft, but it's here too. And there are demons here too. And uh, we don't need to uh, not be aware of the Bible says, don't be ignorant, right? Don't be ignorant of his devices. So if something is tormenting you and on a continual basis, you need to look at this, you know, and not just think, well, I think I need a psychiatrist. Okay, I mean, I'm a counselor. I believe in mental health. I believe in psychology and those kind of things. But I also believe that the devil can come to torment people yeah. so much. So that they can night, that they're run ragged, that they're stressed to the maximum. 
and he keeps on and on and on until it really does affect people's business. And, and you know, he, the devil can't drive you crazy if you let him. He will actually, I know that sounds funny, and to those listening on live stream, you know, it's funny all this talk of the devil, but he's very real, and he has cohorts that are very real. And you look in the New Testament, and uh, Jesus cast the devil out. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? And because he did, we can too in his name cause of his precious blood. So we need to take this scripture seriously. At times it is very appropriate to cast the devil out. Amen. And um, I think that we need to recognize when he's at work and not just put our head in the sand like Pam showed us a big day. Uh, we need to know when he's at work and recognize his devilish deeds and cast him out. And don't be ashamed or uh, or think, well, I, you know, I don't have that kind of power. I'd have to get the pastor or someone else to come out. But, you know, if you're a born-again Christian, you've got more power on the inside of you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> to do whatever you need to do because the devil is under your feet. He is defeated. Praise the Lord. So cast him out. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe that um, we would live in a lot more peace if we would take our authority over him at times. Amen. Not everything's the devil, but some are. Some things are demonic. And it's very real. And uh, praise the Lord, we have authority. Amen. Praise God. We sing power in the blood. Remember that. (laughs) You're washed and you're cleansed. And it's not by your power that that you count. It's by the power of God. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Well, are you going to sing? You're going to take the offer. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do it now? I'll do it now. All right. And then we'll sing. Good. I just love this music, don't you? I can't get enough of it. (laughs) It's just wonderful. Hallelujah. So if you need an offering envelope, we're going to receive our offering for this service tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, you can see on the screen how to give. And if you are tuning in live stream with us and you'd like to give, it'll be up on your screen as well. If you'd like to support the ministry and I believe we're going over the budget and I believe we're going to be able to do some other things for the church and the ministry tonight. Amen. Let's look at Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Now, I think the devil really doesn't want us giving. Want us, you know, and, if, and if he does, he, you know, let us get by with something. It's just the least little bit. And sometimes I'll get that. I get kind of an offering when, you know, someone's receiving an offering and I think, gosh, I, sh- I really shouldn't give tonight. I got, you know, this, 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 this. And um, then I think, what, Scarlett, come on, get out of the natural realm and listen to God about what to give. Yeah. And um, so anyway, it's amazing how God will direct your giving just like he directs your life. But he's going to have you give bountifully. Not because everything you have, 
but he wants you to reap bountifully. Amen? Um, every man, according as he purposes in his heart, soldierly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency and all may abound to every good work. So let's pray, Father. We thank you for every earthly blessing, for favor upon our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you make grace abound toward us and come to us in abundance, whatever we need, whatever the circumstance calls for. We have more than enough, and we do not require any other aid or support because we are furnished with abundance in your kingdom and for your work. In Jesus' name, amen.
camp meeting music. Now I've lost my Bible. I had it somewhere. Glory to God. You just wanted to see how many times I'd go round, round and round in circles. We end up wearing so many hats here, we don't know what we're doing. I'm like uh, Solomon. I don't know if I'm coming or going, right? Lord. Now somewhere there's a switch here. Tell me... There it is. No. Oh, yeah. Shandai. Praise. <laughs> Anybody having a good time? We sure appreciate Brother Greg Black. Uh, on the instruments, he's carrying the load of it, and I, I'm enjoying banging around on the piano behind him. It's really fun with someone who can play that well. <laughs> He make he makes me sound good, you know. It's like cover up. Praise the Lord and uh, Rhonda, our dear Rhonda, that uh, we've claimed and as our our singer at all of our things, all of our events. Amen, as we say. And of course, Cindy Black is at she a powerhouse. Praise. And I, I'm just going to start this, and then, you know, I'm expecting Scarlett and Cindy to jump in here. And, and uh, we're, I'm preaching tonight, but just going to share some things that I have on my heart and see where it goes, all right? And then, of course, I, I wanted to introduce uh, our very good friend, uh, Liz Hutton. Why don't you wave or stand up or something and uh, give her a hand. Uh, her husband uh, and, and Liz, they have had... A tremendous, powerful ministry for, boy, it must be coming up on 40 years, huh? It's a, it's a, it's a long time. And uh, we all kind of started about the same time in the early 80s, and and they've been on TBN. In fact, they were the host uh, of the of the local in, uh, ch- uh, station in, in Tulsa, praise the Lord, and uh, God's holy city. But uh, so if you can host... People there, you can host people anywhere. It's just like, uh, it's, it's an inside joke, but uh, you'd have to understand to appreciate that. But praise God, anyway, uh, she came down with Cindy. We're very happy to have you and wanted to acknowledge your ministry and uh, you guys and, and have such a respect for your ministry. And they have a tremendous healing ministry. And, and uh, so you could connect with them. I'm sure you must have a uh, light and all that. And, and uh, so look it up. It's uh, Larry. It's Larry Hutton. Is it Hutton Ministries? Larry Hutton Ministries. And uh, just look that up, and you can connect, Amen. See what they're doing for the Lord. Praise God. And of course, my wonderful wife Scarlett, who uh, is just the greatest. Now listen, I'm telling you, Sister Pam Bowling, they just tore it up. I just, I was very blessed by what you shared and, and, uh, and it's kind of, I'm going to spring off of that and what Scarlett said. We'll just, like Brother Hagan used to say, when we have 
multiple meetings. They're like boxcars, you know, they're all connected together. And he said, when we have to go home to actually, you know, take showers and come back, <laughs> get a little re- a nap, maybe time in, um, we, we don't really stop the meeting. We just uh, unhook. Amen. Praise God. So um, to hook back up to where we were and some of the things that we've been singing, uh, I want you to look at John 2. Let's talk about miracles. That's right up my alley. And uh, so um, this is the first. Uh, some people say, well, this is the first miracle Jesus did. Uh, we don't know that. They don't know that. This is the first one that's recorded. It's not necessarily the first first one that he did, but it's the first one that he recorded. And I'm thinking from what his mother Mary said to him at this Cana of Galilee wedding that he must have practiced on the beans, the lentils at home, or or something to for multiplication. Uh, some interesting things because you know the, the theme uh, is miracles, and 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 uh, Sister Pam mentioned her new book is about miracles. And I'm all about miracles, praise God. And, uh, you know, Oral Roberts coined the phrase, it's a miracle every day. And uh, some preachers kind of threw stones at that. And, you know, they're so practical, they're lost the ending. But uh, even in our own faith camp, believe it or not, there's people that get so head-knowledged that they lose in any anything of the spirit, and I've heard preaching on, you know, if you'll learn to be a good steward and this and that, and of your body and of your finances, you won't ever need a miracle. And I'm thinking, well, I guess I'm just not that disciplined because um, I want to live my life. You can live a miracle life, and this was something that the Lord showed me. Uh, I'll, I'll give a prelude to this to this little teaching, but uh, I was in the Ukraine, actually, right after the wall had fallen, and our very good friend, uh, friends Mark and Janet Brzee had a Bible school there in Kiev, and so I had flown to the Ukraine, flown home, which is just going to Europe like that is jet lag city, because you're, you go through so many time zones. And uh, so, you know, you go over there, about the time you start feeling normal, you leave and come back and, and redo it. And uh, even the South Africa trip, I'm still finding myself trying to catch my breath a little bit because it's just such a, a, an amazing, uh, you know, time timing problem. And uh, I had flown into Birmingham, Alabama, to uh, my, my friend, uh, to his uh, church and uh, had a great church, has a great church there still. And uh, this was uh, an earlier version of the church they have now. So fortunately, I got in from the Ukraine. You know, you fly to back to Atlanta and then to Birmingham, and here you are. And they put me in a very nice hotel. And I had all Friday afternoon, Friday night, and all day Saturday to rest, which is just not normal. Normally, you get there and... You know, next that night or the next morning is the service, and here you go. And so I was so thrilled to have this time to rest. And uh, at 5 a.m. on Saturday morning, I was awakened. Now, if I'm awakened at 5 a.m., let me tell you, 
It's either God or the devil. There's no middle. It's either God or the devil. I mean, there's just that's my choices. So I first see if it's the devil, something dark, and no, not the devil. So it must be God. Okay, what? And 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 I'm thinking. I don't say it. And it's not disrespectful. I have a relationship with God. You have your relationship with God. Don't try to mess with mine. I won't mess with yours. But my relationship with God is very sort of in your face, both ways. And I said to the Lord, is this not something that could wait till later? Because I'm really tired. I just want to sleep. I was at like a Sheridan or something, a really nice hotel. I said, I want to sleep. I want to order room service breakfast. And I want to do my day. And here you have awakened me on the only morning I have to sleep in. And you want to talk. It's wonderful. I'm so glad he wants to talk to me. But you know, 5 a.m., you know, those are pastor's hours, not evangelists, you know. We go to bed at 3 a.m. You know, all night eating and carrying on. And, you know, these pastors, early morning prayer. Oh, God bless you, brother. Appealed to me, but, uh, you, you know, so how many remember the Larry Lee four o'clock in the morning prayer? People were just, you know, will you not tarry one hour? I'm going, well, I will, but can I pick the hour that I tarry? Why does it have to be, you know, before the chickens are even up before the chickens, not with the chickens? So I never saw any great benefit into the forum other than just brutality, more church brutality. But anyway, uh, God bless Larry Lee. But I tell you, I just, I just, I'm at five o'clock in the morning. I said, all right, what is it? And the Lord said, grab your legal pad. I, I had a legal pad there, my briefcase. I said, he said, grab your legal pad and a pen, and I'm going to teach you something. I want my people to have faith for miracle, like they have faith for everything else. But see, we were sort of taught a little wrong, and let me just correct that. We were taught, uh, you know, you live your life by faith, but when it comes to miracles, you've got to have, uh, I taught this in your church when I was there a little bit. But we're back on that theme, because people don't know, so I'm telling you. <laughs> so the idea was that, well, you can, you can claim, you can claim a re- Regular healing, that is. You know, we got so categorized into, is this a miracle, or is this a healing, or is this a combo, or is this, you know, do you want to supersize your fries? You know, where do we go here? And so, I'm like, uh, can we just please just get what we need and not have to be so technical about it? We were the faith people. I mean, we will analyze something under a microscope until we fry the thing we're looking at. And the faith at all left because, or any, any inspiration at least, because we're so, well, now I gotta say this exactly just right, and if I don't, you know. So, this, that was my impression anyway, it's probably just me. Are you getting anything out of this? That's the first, uh, anyway, um, I, so anyway, we, we, we you know, we get it, we'd get into all that, right? Scarlet, you know, like, what, is this a miracle? Is this a healing? Which is it? So we had kind of an idea that we could have 
regular faith, Mark 11, 23 type faith, uh, for, you know, a regular healing, whatever that is, uh, as opposed to something totally miraculous. And uh, we could have faith for, you know, generally to get our needs met and so forth, but if you needed suddenly a million dollars in 36 hours, well, you got to go, did you plant enough seed to claim that? And if you didn't, you're screwed. And I don't know, you know, and I just, I, really, and, and it was like, so then the stewardship people took over the whole prosperity message and uh, there was nothing miraculous left for God to do. So this is kind of, I'm, you know, what do I know? I'm just going along with what, you know, I'm getting fed. And so, um, not that I really, you know, was considered like Brother Hagen or somebody who was a mentor, but I mean, just in general, it was in the church world uh, like that. And so, so that people can have faith for miracles, like their regular, everyday, live your life faith for a miracle. Like a miracle is not just a sovereign. So we got this idea then from way back that a miracle was a sovereign thing of God. It had to be. His idea, and he just kind of dumped it on you, and uh, you just hoped you got one if you needed one. And there, there also had to be dire need, dire need to claim a miracle. You had to be at your wit's end almost, or the end of your rope, as they say. But when you look at the scripture, and the Lord showed you can have faith for miracles, and you think about it, if you go to Mark eleven twenty three, don't turn there. If you go there though, and you look at what had happened. And that miracle, that fig tree drying up from the roots, that wasn't just a regular, everyday little bit of a bump of a blessing. That was so profound that, that Peter said, look, the fig tree that you cursed is withered away and is now gone. And, uh, I mean, the roots is dried up from, from the roots. That didn't even happen in the middle of Arizona. It would take, if you if you pulled up something by the roots and you you know laid it down and cursed it. You go the next morning. You could take a pocket knife and cut the, cut some of the bark, and you're going to have green there. It's going to take it a while, a few days, maybe. We, in Florida, it'll never die. It'll just start growing sideways. And so, I, I've taken banana cuttings from my yard and th- thrown it over in the woods, and now I got banana crop in the woods. You know. It, it, it's like supposed to be trash, and now it's sprouting, you know, and we have bananas from it. Crazy. So anyway, that was really a profound miracle, and Jesus didn't pray to anybody about that fig tree. He just used his authority and cursed it. I'm telling you, we're so beneath where we could if we would just use our authority and speak to things, but we think we've got to get in a circle and pray about it. Everything, they're going to get in a circle and pray, but it's not about everything. You say, well, I pray about everything. Well, you don't have to. You don't have to pray for whatever God has our authority over. You really don't have to pray for that. Spend your prayer time praying for the things that only come by prayer. There are certain things that have to be interceded, be prayed out. There's other things that you can pray till you're blue in the face. So Brother Hagen really threw me a curveball one time on this. Don't worry, we'll read the scriptures. Calm down. 
They've been there 2,000 years. They're not going anywhere. Some people never read their Bible till they come to church, and then they're upset. They're, where's the text? I don't have it. I need a, I need a scripture. So, all right. all right. This in a minute. So we're talking about what can come by being bold and what by, comes by prayer. And so one of the keys to being, uh, to receiving a miracle, a real miracle, something that normally wouldn't have happened, is for you to be bold with the authority that you have. And be bold to obey the command of faith. Amen. Now, some in the grace camp don't like the word obey, but you have to obey the word if you're going to get the word's benefits. So that probably, I say little stuff that gets me kicked out of the best conferences. You know. And I won't, I won't even go there. That's so funny where I could go. But, uh, the faith people won't have me because I talk about grace too much and the grace people won't have me because I talk about faith too much. So praise God. You can't win for losing. Even though Ephesians 2 8 says we're saved by grace through faith. We need grace and faith. Amen. Be careful with David Horton. He's liable to give you a license to sin. Well, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, but that's what's been accused. But that's just stupid. You know, I've never said that. Well, grace, oh, you're under grace. Go live like the devil. Praise the Lord. And in a happy day. No, I've never said that or behaved that way in my own life. It's ridiculous. But it's where folks go. God help them. You know, somebody with brain damage every day gets out and gets a microphone and a TV camera. Um, so, Brother Hagen throws me this terrible curveball. I almost wrecked his car when he said it. So he, he comes in from the airport. He wants, he wants uh, Sheree and I to pick him up, you know, and, and Aretha at the airport in Tulsa. And he says, no, I, don't, I don't want you to pick I don't want you to pick me up in your car. I want my I want my red Ford Bronco. Well, he loved the red Ford Bronco. So I said, so go to my house, leave your car, get the Ford, bring, come get us. Okay, so I go and get him. Well, he'd been I don't know a week or ten days or something out preaching and doing meetings, and he comes back and he this was just like churches he was going to that he went. And he comes in, and we're in the car. We're at the exit off of I-44, the exit that he lived on. And I pulled up to the light just when he dropped the bomb on me. So I said, you know, I just, like, he won't talk, so you're trying to, somebody needs to talk. There's, there's, you can hear people breathing in the car. So I said... He's, well, he said something like, how, how's things going or whatever. And I said, well, it, I said it, <laughs> I said it prayer and healing school. I, I said, uh, we got some news, you know, and so we, we knew this woman evangelist that was very powerful and, and, uh, said that she had been doing some meetings up in, then there was this Assemblies of God church that she was at and 400 and something people testified of instant healings and miracles in her meeting. There, this great report and an amazing thing, you know. So I said, and he said, yeah, well, that's good, that's good. And I said, and we've been praying. I don't know if this publicly, but it's 
you know, when after people have been gone a while, you can start telling things. I said, well, I said, uh, we've been praying in uh, prayer school that we would have those results at healing school, you know, in the, in the main at 15 service. I said, so, so we would carry on. If he wasn't there, we would carry on the, the meeting and then he would come in and then he would take it like a week. Oh, you know, we're doing the best we can. And, uh, I said, we've been really praying. Now, when I say praying, I mean on the floor, diverse kinds of tongues. I'm, I'm trying out Chinese tongues. See how that sounds. I mean, we're, 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 we're doing it all. We're, we're ro- literally rolling around in the floor, you know, uh, I mean, pleading and, uh, what do you call it when you're, uh, um, uh, what was the term? Contending for the glory. We are contending for the glory. Contending. Breaking sweat. To get, we're gonna have these, you know, power gifts and operation these, and we're gonna have it in the healing school. So I told dad all this. I said, dad, we've been praying, you know, after this report, it was Vicki Jamison, we said, she had been having these great miracles, and I said, we're gonna have the same ones at healing school, and I want you to know we are contending, and we have really been praying that this will happen. And he said, I "Pulled up to the red light, and there's a curb, and I ran his car over the curb." From what he said, he he just kind of listened to my report. I thought, "Hey, praise God! I'm so glad that you prayed so diligently." I wore a badge of some sort. And he said, you're not going to get it by prayer. Now, when he said that, he says, you're not going to get those miracles by prayer. Now, when he said that, I ran the, the, the front left tire of the Ford Bronco over the curb. About wrecked this poor man's car. And he looked at me. And I said, I actually, I think I put it in park because I wanted, I just looked at him. I, I, I was so mad. I thought, you mean to tell me that we have been over there in the floor carrying on Chinese sounding tongues, every kind of tongue, carrying on to get this happen and it don't, you don't get it that way? That's like saying you're not going to get to Oklahoma City by going east on I-44 to get there. You're going to end up in the Atlantic Ocean before you get to a west western city if you're going east. So that's how I felt like, have you ever gone the wrong way for like a hundred miles and then it dawned on you you're going wrong? Oh my Lord. I've done that and just hated myself for doing it, you know. Just like, how can this be? So that's why I felt that we're going the wrong way. Our hearts were right. Think of that. Our hearts were right. We wanted these results. We wanted people to be set free. We see the tumors dry up and the blind eyes open and all those things. And I said, we've really been praying that we'll get those. And he said, you don't get it. By I almost wrecked the car. I, I At least I put my foot firmly on the brake. And I looked at him and I said, if it would 
wouldn't be too much trouble. Would you mind sharing how you get them? Since you don't get them the way we've been doing it. He said, sure, I'll tell you how. He said, you get it, you don't get it by prayer, you get it by boldness. The bolder you are, the more you declare, uh, what's gonna happen, the more you'll have it. And you don't care what anybody thinks about you. And I said, well, why didn't you ever tell us that before? He said, nobody asked me. That's what he said. And uh, I said, oh, please share that publicly so people won't believe what I tell them. He never did, but really. But I was picking at him because we had these videos that appeared from the fifth the healing revival. And so we were watching them on these great big television VHS things. What are, uh, Marta, what are those called? Those giant tapes that you put in the television equipment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so we're sticking them in there. Watching Alan and watching Jack Cole and watching, uh, William Branham and, and, uh, I said, we're, we're not having at healing school what they were having at meeting. So don't come to me and tell me, well, that's the sovereign move of God and you can't get that now. That's ridiculous. We have, every, the Bible has, we have now for today or it's not worth reading. So, praise God, that's when I turned into a crazy person. I thought, well, if boldness is going to get it, not, not necessarily, necessarily bold. Volume. That doesn't mean screaming your sermon and sucking every gnat in the county between phrases. I've been in those meetings. We had a screamer. We're not talking screaming, sucking gnats, or anything like that. But we are talking being bold with the devil and and getting what you need. So anyway, here you have you know the story of Jesus, Cain of Galilee. And you know, you know the story. It says that when he wanted, when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said, uh, "Jesus, they have no wine." And he said, uh, "Woman, that's kind of disrespectful. I'm sorry, woman. What have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come." He's a little mad at her because he's saying, "I'm not ready to start my public ministry." Well, who would blame him? Because the, from the time he starts, three and a half years, he's going to the cross. So you might want to kick that can down. On the road just a little. So he was right on the edge of it, but not quite there, and she just went ahead and pushed it over the edge. And uh, she did what all mothers do when their sons don't want to do what they're told. She ignored him. Because she, is, the next verse says, His mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And that's what I was trying to get to tonight, that that's the key to miracles. Whatever he says unto Unto you, do it. So I stopped praying for miracles for myself. What I did is when I need a miracle, I claim a miracle. I always pray this prayer. I don't pray, oh Lord, you know the need is so great and I no, I just say, Lord, I need a miracle and you've got one for me and the seed to my miracle is already in my life somewhere and it's going to be an easy uh, but it's going to seem so easy that it insults my intelligence. Now, Naaman experienced that. 
because he said the prophet said go dip in Jordan seven times and and he was like well aren't there at least now he's in an argument over which river would be better to dip in now, the whole thing's crazy well how come I have to dip seven times what's 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 how come I can't just three times or I dip six and a half times I don't know but it was very did he have legs yes they hadn't fallen off yet see and so does he does he have legs yes he's got legs can he get to the river yes can he dip yeah well dip dip dummy yeah don't overthink it and and so we think oh i need a big miracle i'm gonna have this big program and thing that I gotta do to get this miracle to happen, and actually it's the opposite. It's usually the most simple thing. You already know what it is. If the Lord has shown you, it could be the seed could be an offering. It's not always an offering. It sometimes it's like here. It was just do what it says. Get the water pots, fill them with water. Well, no, you don't understand. We need wine. Wine's different than water. It's like. I, you know, he knows, don't insult God. I mean, he knows what he's doing. But he'll tell us, write a letter, put a stamp on it, make a phone call, go see somebody, do something. And so you get this impression to go and do this, and then you'll talk yourself out of it. Well, I don't think that, because for a little blah, 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 blah. Well, you just threw your miracle away. Miracles are not complicated. In fact, it's the most uncommon thing in the word it's it's the most simple thing of obedience amen so whatever you whatever you whatever he said well you know he said fill the water pots take it and give it to the governor of the feast and said that the governor didn't know what where the water came from but they knew. you better believe they knew they're thinking this is scary wash pot water going to serve that and call it wine and it's says that when the water, that it, it, I think that's that's the moment it turned into wine. I mean, everybody just did what Jesus said, and it seems like miracles are sometimes at the last minute, but I'm telling you, we're living in a miracle day. I'm yeah. declaring it in Jesus' name. Yeah. And it has, I'm declaring it, it's in the Word. So anyway, you know, they turn the water into wine. It says this is the beginning of miracles. One uh, couple of things about this story. One is that there was not real need here. This is not life or death. Running out of refreshments at the wedding reception is not life. It might cause some embarrassment and some explaining. I'm so sorry. We, we misplanned. But, I mean, that's it. And, and here Mary's saying to her son, you can fix this if you would just do it. And, uh, so uh, that's the other thing that you need to note is that the very first miracle that we read about and is recorded is a provisional, amen? And it's not even really a need, but it's a desire and it's something that they don't have and Jesus made it happen. Uh, um, the word says, if you ask anything in my name, you know, the Father will do it. And uh, Brother Hagin said that, I think it was Peaceland who had studied this out. He's the great assemblies of God theologian uh, who could speak 
uh, ancient Greek like fluid, like you know. And so uh, he said that that the, the deepest meaning of that is, if I don't have it, I'll make it for you. Water into wine, isn't it? Yeah. Praise God. So if you need a miracle, I'm going to encourage you. And if you're doing this, stop begging God to say, I received my miracle so I can stop begging. <laughs> and I can just praise him yeah. by faith that I have it. You know, it's released in the glad confession. It's mine. It's mine. When I prayed, I believed I received It's mine. I have it now. We sing that little song, a little healing school song, I call it. I would sing that, but it's true. Uh, I believed that I received, you know, when I prayed or when I claimed it or whatever. Now, by faith, believe that God attached this thing to you. And then say to him, what's my part? Because I'm going to tell you, other than creation, there is no in the Bible that God did by himself. He always had a partner on the earth working with him. Every single one. And we get this idea from him. Uh, and one particular group that I'm not going to call because people think you're against them, but religious religiosity has taught us that God just willy-nilly almost just flaps his arms around and, and dispatches stuff. And it's not like that. If you really look at it, you know, he parted the Red Sea, yeah, but he didn't do it without Moses. And he told Moses clear instructions, take your rod, hold it over the water. And I know that Moses must have thought, this insults my intelligence. I'm supposed to be the leader. I've got the rod. And the million people follow. This isn't like, you know, 17 faithful. We're talking, you know, if the movies make it a little proud, we're talking 3 million people got to follow him through the Red Sea. Well, he didn't know he's going through the Red Sea. He didn't know if they're going to walk on water, if God's going to send a heavenly barge. So there's a bridge. We don't know. But we know this, that God spoke to Moses and he said, you know, because Moses is like, okay, Lord, this is getting a little heated in here. We got an ocean in front of us and the, the most modern army of the day behind us to chop us up or at least take most of us back for more slavery. And he said, what did God say do? Hold your rod over the water. Speak, uh, hold your water, just hold it over the water. Well, um, you know, somebody says, are we going fishing? What are we doing here? Where's the reel for the rod? You know, says, just a rod. Just a cane pole like they use in South Georgia, you know. And he's he's got this cane pole. <laughs> South Georgia cane pole with a straw hat and a match and no shoes. And he's got this, he's got this rod of leadership, which represents authority, by the way. And he's holding it over the water. He didn't know what was going to happen, but Moses did his part obey, obeying what seemed ridiculous. And then God did his part, which nobody said was ridiculous. He parted the water. God did part the water, but not by himself. Moses had to exercise the authority. So guess who's got authority over your miracle need? You do. Well, I want the pastor to pray a special prayer. Well, like I've said, my magic wand is still on back order and hasn't come yet. Because sometimes folks want, well, you're the pastor. You should just 
it sounds like uh, Naaman. You should just wave your hand and everything happens. Well, I just wish it was that easy. That would be just so nice. You know, okay, here's the wand. Praise the Lord. It's, it's, uh, it's been anointed in Tulsa, Springfield, and Cleveland, Tennessee. Praise God. All where the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit live. And we're going to wave that thing and, you know, all your problems are going to disappear. Like one lady said to Shambach. She said, Brother Shambach, she said, I want you to pray that, uh, I won't have any more trouble with the devil. And, uh, he said, okay, I'll pray for you. And, uh, and that, that I won't be tempted by the devil. And I won't have any symptoms of sickness or anything. He goes, yeah, I can pray that prayer. He, she goes, okay, I knew if anybody could help me, it's you. He said, kill her, Lord, you know. And, uh, she said, don't pray that over me. You know, she put her, ducked her head under his head, from under his hand. He said, well, that's the only prayer I can pray. Some people come to me, pastor, my life is full of problems. You know, I, I'm behind on my, well, my rent and, and, and I, I, my baby's sick and the dog threw up and, you know, it's just one thing. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Some of these testimonies you get would make great country western songs. To be a side business for every pastor, songwriter for country western. Nobody knows the trouble I see, you know. <laughs> right? And so, I've told people, they say, what is wrong with me? What is going on? What is wrong? And I've said, sit down, i got bad news. Really bash yourself. Oh, God, what is it? You're alive on the planet. That's what your problem is. Dead people don't have these problems. Kids are scared to death to go in a cemetery at night. And it's the safest place in town. It's the live people you got to watch out for. Not the dead ones. Come on. Sometimes I'm tempted to go set up a cot in the cemetery to have peace, you know. Not from Scarlet. But I mean, just relax, you know. That sounded bad. Get away from my wife and go to the cemetery. If you did that in New Orleans, you could have a crowd and start a church out there. But, uh, light weird candles that smell funny. But, uh, praise God. I'm in the weeds, Scarlet. Help me, Jesus. Anyway, uh, Scarlet has these really nice meetings that she puts on. She gives me the mic and I bomb the whole thing, you know. <laughs> but I'm telling you, this is, I have gotten into the habit of praying because I, I've needed miracles. I need a miracle right now in a certain area and, uh, to actually tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, and some other things. And you say, what is it? None of your business. Just, you know, just say it. Trying to relate. <laughs> Amen. We, we all eventually need God to move really big, like really supernaturally and do something fantastic. Yeah. Testimony before, but God did it for this building. I mean, we didn't have, and everybody that's in this church knows it's true. We didn't have 10 cents to put down on the front door. And, uh, and, uh, or, uh, two pews. And I'm telling you, in a 140 had from zero to, to, uh, almost $500,000 in the bank. Now, to me, that's a miracle. And we went to the closing. Our amazing people here, they were 
they were sitting in the parking lot uh, with uh, all the stuff that was in store uh, at, at Jerry Lee's garage. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we had all of our chairs and instruments and things, you know, in storage. And the crew was sitting here waiting for my phone call from the uh, title company. It took us 10 minutes to close on this building. It's, amer- it's amazing when you have cash on closing scope. Yeah, and, you, and I'm waiting to sign all these papers. There's like three papers. It's wonderful. Instead of, you know, signing your life away to this company. But I uh, praise God. I'm telling you, God did a miracle here. And I needed a miracle. This church needed a miracle to move forward. We were at the end of the line. And we went from the end of the line to the front of the line. Well, that'll preach. Praise God. God's power. Praise God. That'd make a good title. God's miracle power will take you from the back of the line to the front of the line. Tell them what happened. And Well, you know, we were in South Africa. And, uh, you know, there's problems with that government. I won't go into that. Uh, we're in the line for immigration. And, boy, we, you know, we had just traveled from uh, Tampa to Frankfurt to Cape Town. So, you know, it was 30-something hours, including layovers. And those of you that's traveled internationally knows what that's like. So we're tired, and we got to run, get in there. And we're in line, and this woman appears out of nowhere. And, and, she's, and we're just smashed in the line with everybody like Ellis Island, you know, like we're like, you know, turnstiles. And uh, we're in the line. We got our stuff. And this this woman appears out of nowhere and says, uh, follow me. Well, I'm thinking, now it's never good to go in the back room at immigration. This is not a good sign. We're getting special treatment. Yeah, certain kinds of government, you don't want special treatment. So I'm thinking, oh, man. Something here, I don't know. They pull us out of the lot. She, this woman pulls us out and says, follow me. Well, we follow her. She takes us from the back of the lot. How many people? Maybe 200 in front of us. And takes us right up to the immigration guy behind the little glass. And he doesn't even put us, ask questions. He just starts stamping our passports. Now, I knew the stamp's good. Praise the Lord. That means you're letting you in. Well, well, we turned around to thank her, and she disappeared. And when she talked to Scarlett, she winked at her. I mean, she said to Scarlett, she winked at her, like, do this. So I said, well, the church, you know, the church, the, it's a denomination that we're preaching for. I said, they must have called ahead and, and, you know, special envoy, you know, to pull us out. A little VIP treatment. You know, I'm flattering myself, <laughs> thinking I'm all that in a bag of chips. And, uh, but the chips are on a ship in San Francisco on the supply line and can't make it. <laughs> Isn't it an exciting, exciting government we have? Praise God. Woo! Boy, we got a doozy going now. Anyway, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, surely the church. And so we just kind of decided, well, surely the church sent somebody. So we get in the car. Part of the pastor, zippity doodah, we are through. We didn't wait for anything. We didn't wait. We didn't wait in the line ten minutes, were we? The minute, like the line stopped, 
The woman's there. I think, where did she come from? I didn't even see Kamikaze. I didn't even see her. And she, we never saw her again. We get in the car, the pastor, how was everything? Well, I said something interesting happened in immigration. We got pulled aside. He goes, oh, that's usually not good. I said, I know. But I said, this time, she took us up to the front. So you guys must have called or you have a contact, you know, that works for immigration or something. He says, no, we didn't call. We don't know anybody to call. We didn't do anything. I'm telling you, we had a divine miracle of favor. I prayed that we would have that, that we would have favor. And I believe it, it was an angel. I think God just sent somebody and we passed through the gates like, uh, you know, Peter passing through the gates. Nobody sees him. And the prayer team back at the house, you know, he's knocking on the door. Let me in. It's, they're praying for his deliverance. So they won't let him in the door. They, well, somebody said, somebody real spiritual said, it's his spirit. Oh, I said, this started back then. Crazy people. It's his spirit. And he's going, Rhoda. Her name's Rhoda. You know, Rhoda, Rhoda Morgenstein. You know. From Brooklyn. Rhoda Morgenstein from Brooklyn. In, the Bible says her name's Rhoda. You see Rhoda on TV. Anyway, Rhoda is the one that says, no, really. It's really pure. You know, you really should open the door for him. And he's, he's going... He says he went in and he told them all to shut up. That's what it says. It says, hold their peace. Well, I knew it was your spirit, but I didn't know if your body had been rejoined. You know, he's like, be quiet. <laughs> I mean, the thing they prayed for happened. I'm telling you, it's like how with us of passing through immigration. I don't know if you realize what a big deal that is. Nobody's to go to the front of the line. Nobody. And, 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 and then this woman, we, we look around the corner. Did you see her anymore? Am I making this up? Okay. I have a witness. All right, I'm done. Praise God. Who's next? Scarlett, you better come do something. Yeah, right. Well, let's do, okay, what we'll do, stand up, you know, if you need a miracle in your life, one way, something, you need like divine intervention, stand up and uh, I'll help you. All right? <laughs> we'll get this going. I go. And you thank God that tonight, because you know, some things you don't just see instantly uh, because it, it's not the way it works, but some things you do, but uh, no, you, you claim it. In the name of Jesus, that that was the, the Saturday night in Holiday, Florida, at the Grace Harvest Church. I received a miracle, and now I'm going to listen to the Lord to do what He tells me to do. All right, so here we'll light into this. In the name of Jesus, Father, we have this revelation, and Lord, we thank you that we can claim by faith our everyday faith. We can claim miracles in our Divine intervention above and beyond. Ephesians 3.20. Ephesians 3.20. Jerry, put that up in the classic. Ephesians 3.20, blessing on whatever we need. Physical, material, 
financial, uh, in our family, our kids are nuts, our grandkids are nuts, or whatever's happening in the name of Jesus. Just be blunt about it, you know. Hallelujah. Your inner relationship, something needs to change and give direction in the name of Jesus. I claim this, and I claim that you will hear the command of and you, we're just going to say, Lord, I'll obey what you tell me to do. I'll only do what you say do. I'll only say what you say say. And that, amen, that's my seed. And so it says, look at this. Now to him who by inconsequence, well, there was a consequence to what did. Here's the consequence. Of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose. This is also rich. And do how much? Barely scratch by. Just a little bitty stuff to make it till the next day. No, super abundantly. Did I make this up? No. Super abundantly. Far over and above. Far over and above. Far over. All that we dare ask or think, hang on, it gets even better, infinitely beyond our highest prayer. Think about the highest prayer you've ever prayed on your most, you know, fervent day of flowing in prayer. That, that, that you prayed, the highest, hottest prayer that you ever prayed, uh, it's above that. Above your desires. Thoughts, hopes, or dreams. So I've heard people say, God will only give you exactly what you have faith for, nothing more, nothing less. I disagree with that. According to this scripture, go abundantly above you, even your highest thought. Well, if it's above your highest thought, how could you have faith beyond your thought? Because you can confess it. Come on, people. God is not limited by one of two of our Bible teachers who's decides to decided to live. We serve unlimited God. We serve a God that's more than enough. We serve a God that that has patience with us. Like the man who said, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. That's my prayer. Because I know I sometimes have fun help me with that. And in the meantime, he's going to not only honor my faith, but he's going to do something super abundantly above Higher than my highest prayer, thought, faith, or anything. In Jesus' name. And I claim that for you. In fact, you can get so, you can so much fun that you can say, Lord, surprise me. I've been claiming this house, or I've been claiming this piece of furniture, or I've been claiming what he, surprise me. Show me what your idea is for me. It's always better than your own. God will always do more for you than you'll do for for yourself. Because he's not hung up. We are. He's not. Amen. In the name of now lift your hands and praise him. I was praying that for you. And claiming it. And thank him. How would you act if you had that right now? Woo! Praise God. Uh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
expecting a miracle. We're going to sing that song. Who's glad they came tonight? I'm expecting a miracle. Expecting a for but when I was sitting right there we're a building yeah amen and God gave you a building yeah and the Lord spoke to me and he said I want you to give an amount of money today praise and said, God and it it, it it took my I went okay you know and I went that I'm gonna make sure that's God you know yeah so I don't know what you're believing for, but but Bruce's City Black Ministries is going to sow for our building at Grace Point Church ten thousand. If that's what you're believing for, yeah, if you're believing God. for money, if that's even close, praise if that even, but that's coming. I don't have the checkbook, so that's gonna. I don't want a credit card because they take two or three yeah. percent. I want to give you the whole thing. Okay. So it's coming. Okay. I don't know if that's what you're believing for. Yeah, amen. But. That's coming. So we're going to sow that. I Hallelujah. I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a seed. And our building's coming. Amen. Amen. It's a miracle. Praise God. For some little blonde-headed chick. <laughs> husband to die. And me pastor a church. Anyway. Yeah. You know. And then get a building. Hallelujah. Amen. And it's coming. Amen. It's coming. And it's going to be super abundantly super above, abundantly above your highest prayer. That we yeah. can do it. You know, and I do better when I get it out there. Because, you know, if I go, you know, God said to do that. Like, I get it out and the, get it out. So it's out. So it's not here right now, but it's coming when I get it. Amen. Home. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're all going to come up and see you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. It just, you know, it just struck me that um, anybody can work these miracles no matter what age, no matter what race, yeah. no matter what, no matter what uh, religious background, because it is just the sowing and reaping. It's the obedience. And anybody can just obey the Lord. And have God move on their a miracle on their behalf. Anybody can do that. You don't have to just be really smart to do that, do you? Thank God. Because, you know, you can be blonde and do that. Right? Like there's a lot of blondes here tonight. <laughs> but we can be blonde. You hear the blonde jokes and everything. But we can sow and reap. We can obey them and get miracles. And they are this uh, super abundantly above. Isn't that amazing? Praise God. It's for any time. What were we singing? Anybody, anytime? Anything, anytime. So um, you don't have to be in fivefold ministry, Pam, you know, even though we are. You don't have to be to get a miracle from God. Praise the Lord. So listen to the Holy Ghost. Greg's got a song. And obey him. You can sing oh, it. Oh, yeah, you can. We'll put it low. Y'all know it? We'll help you. I'm looking for a miracle. I see impossible. I believe the invisible. I can see the invisible. The sky is the limit to what I can have. The sky is the limit to what I can have. Oh, the sky is the limit to what I can have. I believe in receiving God in the fullness of day.
latter part of it. I don't know. According to the power that works. Oh yeah. Does that always come on? He can do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Uh, but um, did they play with him? Oh, wow. Oh, praise God. All right. Come on. Do it. Lee, why don't you just leave prayer, okay. Scarlett? All right. He's all set Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay. We're just going to repeat a prayer after me. And everybody pray. Well, with this wonderful gentleman. His name is Vern, right? I'm so glad you're here tonight. And so just bow your head and pray. Say, Oh God in heaven, I come to you tonight. I come to you tonight. Believing in my heart. Believing in my heart. That you raised Jesus. That you raised Jesus from the dead. And I say with my mouth tonight. That Jesus is my Lord. My Lord, right now. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Praise God. So you're born again right now. And it's good just to fill with the Holy Ghost, too, while you're here. So let's do that, too, okay? Just say this after me. Father God, now that I'm born again, I ask you to fill me to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. And I'm filled now. And because I'm filled, I can speak in tongues as the Spirit gives me. And I'll do that right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. So just pray in the Spirit right now. We're going to pray and you can just begin to speak. It's so galabasandalabasoldrebecha. And yerebe, that's right. It's sudobreche. That's right. Masada, shobre beisigida, denzeda. That's right. As sura berigishtereba, asondre. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Go start speaking. Yes, sura matalabasa. You can be filled right now too. That's ikadabasa. That's it. Esuna moshavada basa. Didibiste. They're just little syllables that the Holy Ghost has given you, but you can speak those out. And yede. That's right. Esona mata. Gabala Sujonda, that's right. Isikarebe, Somora Bindebishigadas, that's right. Esota, Egerin Grangu Dubro Boshe Vere Plavasandas, Ha Breve Sondo, Roshikete, Ishtele Mesende, Sita Basta. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now look at me for a minute. Because you began, both of you began to speak another tongue. And from your head, it's from your heart where the Holy Spirit comes up and helps you pray in other tongues. It's a language that we don't know, but it helps you to pray. don't know how to pray about something. And so it's really a delight and a wonderful experience. And you can do it anytime you want to. So when you go home, you can pray in other tongues when you're... Um, working tomorrow or driving or whatever, you just begin to practice your prayer language, okay? More and more will come. I know it's kind of strange when you're up in front of people, but but you both began. You both began to do that, so that's wonderful. And you got born again. Uh, 
We rejoice with you. God bless you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Aren't you glad? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Should we uh, unhook, as Brother Hagen would say, and come back tomorrow? Now, tomorrow you don't want to miss because we have a special music uh, presentation. We're going to be the first 30 minutes of the service. We're going to have Richard Drexler and the, uh, there's a drummer coming that uh, this guy, I think I got the story right. I'll, make, I'll correct it tomorrow if I got the name wrong, but pretty sure his mother... Uh, is uh, engaged to Dizzy Gillespie at one point, so he's this like this amazing drummer, and uh, grew up in the jazz world. And then uh, a, a great uh, students from uh, University of Central Florida are coming over and uh, playing guitar and bass. And then I told Greg Black he had to play with them, and uh, Richard will be on the piano. But they're going to do like 30 minutes of uh, uh, Christian songs, uh, but with a, a jazz swing style to it. be amazing. Uh, you don't want to miss it, and then we'll just go into whatever we go into tomorrow. Sister Cindy going to preach. And uh, I think it's going to be awesome. So let's stand and we'll close out with one song. You can be dismissed. Get you home before too terribly late. Amen. Just had a good time tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's just do this little song. Hey, let's do what you want, Spirit. There's a sweet, sweet, sweet Spirit in the place, and I know that it's the Spirit of the See you in the morning at 10.